Welcome to the George Lynch Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Legendary Gear, the game call company that is legend by design. Check us out on our website at legendarygearusa.com. Legendarygearusa.com. Welcome to this episode titled Beginning of Goose Calling this week. I'm probably going to break this up in a two-part uh, podcast, and I know we're doing an audio and not a video and doing this instructional, which for what I'm trying to instill and what I'm trying to teach, I think that the audio is actually a great way. So you're not looking and concentrating and watching my hands and you know and trying to listen at the same time. What I really want this is for this the meat and potatoes of this to sink into your head of uh, actually what we're doing. And what I'm going to really emphasize, and I and I mentioned this before, and whether a podcast or in seminars when. Anytime I'm in, in talking about instructing about uh, calling a game call, whether it be duck, goose, a predator call, a turkey call, air presentation is the key. And, and not enough people uh, talk about air presentation. And let me tell you, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on the hands and hands is true. Um, you know, I can make more sounds. I can get better hollow goose or you can do, you know, little different uh, tones and pitches by just moving the hands and, and maneuvering the hands. And some people like to really focus a lot on the hands. And I think it sometimes can be a bad thing. It's one of those things that you need to learn, but learn down the road and learn in sequence. And what I'm beginning with today, which I believe is the number one sequence, is like I said, air presentation. But, um, and emphasizing on that, I mean, if my air is right and how I, you know, the lip position and, and tongue position and my, but my critical is my air position, a trained caller, I actually can run that call with one hand or with no hands and still get the goose sound. And I'll, I'll run that for you later on. So you get to see what I'm talking about. In fact, this beginning of what I'm doing, uh, basically I'm going to be using my right hand um, to hold the call and in which I put the call between in the apex between my thumb and forefinger they kind of wrap around and then the middle finger kind of rides up on top the forefinger comes back a little bit and the middle finger is going to ride on the ridge of the lip of your insert so the exhaust whatever you want to call it and basically the off hand will be cupped just a little bit like I'm holding water palm and thumb is going to be pressed against the forefinger and on my off hand, and then I kind of put it thumb to thumb, but I'm not really basically, that's what we call middle goose, but I'm gonna be holding in a very open position. So again, the hand positioning is not critical. It, it's gonna be more important, like I said, down the road. But what I wanna really emphasize is we're gonna talk about the air presentation. And one of the things, and I, and I spent a lot of time sitting in a blind, sitting on a lawnmower, you know, thinking about ways of, of better ways to instruct and trying to teach people how to run a goose call and duck call and what have you and knowing how critical that the air and if you talk to a, a very good caller or even a contest caller and being a judge and i judged uh, so many of the top calling contests and i've heard the best of the best you know for years on stage and a lot of them will tell you their air presentation and, and I can tell when a guy, you know, they want to run smooth. They want that, that sequence to be like a roller coaster. It's going to go up. It's going to go back down. But it's flowing the whole time. So you'll hear a lot of times interpretations, guys. So, you know, wow, your, your, your routine really flowed well. Or you'll, you'll tell a guy, okay, you know, your routine, you got the sounds down, but you're really choppy. 
means that you're not flowing, which again gets back. You need to learn to discipline your air, uh, to be stingy. Some of your top callers will tell you how they learn to be stingy with their air. And when they start running out, you know, they know where to drop to a different sequence to suck in, take that first section to suck in and then go again. So anyway, talking about the importance of that, I'm going to talk about what I thought was the key, the key note that I want you to really emphasize. And that's what's really neat. You know, I think it's going to help you in doing the audio. The key note in looking here, thinking about here is, is and the air presentation is I'm going to talk about where's your push point and that is if you focus and really open your mind and listen to what I'm saying about push point push point is where the air is where you get the, you, you you know you suck your air in if you open your mouth right now sitting there and you you suck your air what you're doing you're pulling air in and you're expanding the lung so you're expanding the lung capacity so when I'm sucking in and when I do that sudden stop and I go the muscles that push to pinch and hold that to stop that air from pushing back out of your lungs is going to be that right below the larynx. It's right below the Adam's apple. It's that if you right at the point, that little hollow spot at the base of your neck, that is what I call, if you focus, that muscle group right there, that is what I call the push point. That is the spot where I want to push my air and then push and keep a constant flow of that air going from that push point. Again, when I need more air, you suck, you expand, you push, you expand, you push, you expand, you push. So if you kind of think about that's how I'm regulating my air, I mean, with the goose call, I'll explain how the, what I'm doing. I'm instilling a little of the voice inflection. Um, Probably back in, in the earlier days, we used to focus on a lot of voice inflection. And today, the more advanced I get, you know, I'm, I'm, there's just enough voice inflection that applies to what goose I want. A lot of great calls out there, but one of the things that we instill and take pride at Legendary Gear is designing our goose calls and duck calls, and, you know, all our calls to try to emulate the closest we can by just applying air to get the goosiest and the duckiest sound for that hunter. These are calls that are made, they're meat calls. They're calls to go out there for, for the guy who wants to put the meat in the back of his truck and, and kill birds. And uh, you want to be able to get what we used to say, the analogy, I want to get the best bang for my buck. How can I get the best sound for my air? Again, um, when a lot of guys they hear and they listen, you'll hear a lot of grunting going on. And especially I try to veer away from that with beginner callers because there's a balance. The air has to come first and then the voice inflection kind of trickles from the voice and, and flows. If you, if you think about water that, that's flowing down that stream and you're releasing a little bit of that voice inflection, it's trickling down to that airstream through that and projecting into the call. Same way on a diaphragm turkey call, you know, elk call, the duck call, the predator call, all that is that same push point in that air presentation. So I, I don't want you to get hung up on the voice inflection and when <clears throat> you hear the old grunter in the call and he's not learning to put the air. I want you to learn to master your air control and then we'll add, you know, and, and say maybe it doesn't sound like a goose. Maybe I'm a high pitch. That's okay. 
we will get that goose to come. Like I said, we our calls are tuned to try to get the goosiest sound we can with a little bit of air and, and hardly any voice. But then they become really phenomenal once you learn to control that air a little more, learn to pop and push that air at the right critical time, and then inflect release and inflect that voice inflection as it goes then that's when you go to the next level and we'll probably get, we'll get more into that into the second podcast but then you'll start increasing and getting up to the second level uh, of your calling ability but we're like i said in this podcast this is, we're going to start with the airflow and so but i'm going to do something a little unusual in this and maybe it doesn't mean anything but um i wanted to, you know we have different types of goose calls each call that is designed, the in, internals are totally different than the next. Uh, each call has different dimensions. I tune each call just a tad different. And, um, you know, guys say, why, why do you have so many different calls? And, you know, there's a couple analogies. You can't build a house with a hammer. And, you know, General Motors makes more than one car. And one of the things that uh, I've talked about a lot, and you know, when I started in designing and making calls, when we first started out, it's like everybody, you know, you first have one or two calls into your lineup, and these are the calls you call your Starship calls. These are the calls that I like, and you know, they sound good. And and probably 60% of the people out there, 70% of the people who might have your type, they like that too. But then there's always that 30% out there that break up that have different styles. They like different ways of, of, of running a call. And they, some might not have ever get to that level. Some just want a different sound. Some are hunting different geese. Some people aren't, you know, don't live where they have as many short migrators. Or you're hunting more local. You know, you do more of your goose hunting is in the early season where you're hunting local giants. And you're a bow hunter when October comes. There's a lot of that, and that's so cool. Nothing wrong about that, man. I, I'm a bow hunter as well. So what I'm trying to say is that you do have different aspects out there of different styles. So that was the challenge of becoming a call maker, was being able to design not just calls that I like and that are good, but you know calls that other people and other styles out there are going to appreciate. And that's where the challenge and, you know, like I said, we, I feel that uh, we have probably, we have four models in our goose calls. Each one is uh, I can run every one of them and, and could hunt. You know, I do have one. It's, it's my favorite or the one and two, which are their one or two calls or the, you know, they're right next to each other that my two top favorites. And uh, again, it's all in the situation that I face and uh, depends on, you know, the type of geese I might be hunting that day or the style or my approach of calling that day on those geese or the time of year each you know it's all a little different um if you want to be more successful if what i'm saying if you become a one-dimensional caller you're going to have success throughout the year and this is not a cut at you just please don't take it that way i'm just trying to base the facts and the importance of having diversity in in your calling but, you know, if you're that one type that, that really cannot run a call fast, you're, you know, you've got great clucks and moans and you're a meat caller, man. You cluck, moan, cluck, moan, cluck, moan. You're going to be successful throughout the whole season. But the days that the, those birds don't want to hear that, um, you're really probably going to be struggling. Those are the days that you're probably going to be going home with your tail between your legs. And, and that's fine. And but you'll have your day again that you'll get that right batch of geese and the right day and the right moment 
uh, like that sound. They like the location. They like the decoys. And they're going to finish up and you're going to shoot them. And, that's, and you're having fun and that's great. What I'm trying to tell you is that, that, you know, on the days that, you know, those are the days that are great. But there's days that I have to change. I want to be able to pull out of my bag of arsenal and 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 know how to change and at least throw a different you know different wrench in the in the group so we're going to get started i just wanted to run through that and and tell you what we're doing but we're going to run these different size calls just so that you can hear the difference i'm going to run them the same but i want you to hear the response out of each call and why it's different so we're going to run our old man which is our longer call and i'm doing that in a delrin uh, the next one up is our new call, which is kind of the combination of the uh, um, exit and the omega together, but it's called the new call called the delta. We'll call that our middle call. I like it because it's a, it's the uh, it can get good goose and fast goose and big goose out of it, but it also I can get the speed and with the longer insert I can get some of the trick and the control to the holding those longer and trick notes and 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 really on the finish stuff. And we'll talk about more of the finished stuff, like I said, in the advanced version because I really uh, put a lot of emphasis on the finish. And sometimes I use finish all the way in. So that's going to be in our in our next uh, podcast and more in the advanced version. So, And then I'm going to go to my our shortest call in the lineup, which we call the exit. It's a great little um, call. Basically, you run this call more open-handed. What I find with the smaller calls, I run more open-handed. That's why I'm trying to say hand positions, not, you know, you hear guys that, you know, that it's $200 call and with $2 hands, it's a $2 call. In a way, yes. In a way, not. You know, I find with the shorter calls that uh, I actually, you know, we're running those calls with more open hand position, not quite as critical. Um, to me, the critical part is, is might be the hand that I'm holding the call. But uh, anyway, we're going to run that. I'm going to give uh, how the basics. And what I'm going to start is actually for you guys out there. This is for those beginners, the guys wanting to get standard. But I want you, before you get started, envision in your head the importance of airflow. So what I'm talking about is, you know, we're going to do, you take in, that's opening the lungs. And then to the push point, you got that spot right below the Adam's apple. What I'm going to do now with my tip of my tongue is behind my bottom teeth. Now I know a lot of guys that get all caught up and, and I've had guys, man, I've tried, I've had such and such a video. I've heard this guy, you know, I'm trying to take the tip of my tongue and hit the roof of my mouth. Man, I'm not getting it. it I'm not flowing with my air. I can't get the call of the crack. When I tell the guys, forget it. You are, they get so worried and consumed and they sit in their head and it's like an archer. If you sit here and if you focus strictly on the X-ring into the middle of that spot and your bow is fine-tuned, you've done your practice. When you go back, my if that focus stays on that X that I can hit it, I can hit. Same way as hitting a baseball, I can hit, I can hit, I can hit. You're going to have that positive flow going into that. But if I walk up to that shooting line and I'm wanting to hit that X, but all of a sudden I see a tear on the outside blue ring, the seven ring, four ring, you know, my focus now is gone away from the X. Now I'm in danger because now the mind is drifting and I've lost my focal point. So I don't want the tongue to be as critical as your focal point is what I'm saying. Air presentation is our focal point. So the tongue is going to be behind my bottom teeth. Now, in all actuality, when I, you know, when I start there and as my air comes up, when I finish that note, 
the top one third of my tongue actually hits the roof of my mouth and and stop what it's doing is stopping that air as you're pushing behind it to get that power into that cluck. So you understand the physics here, it's going on. Your push point and then the tongue is the end point. So the mistake a lot of guys, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm using the term push point because I'm watching so many guys, they, they do the take in of the air, but actually they're using the tip of their tongue and, the, and their lips as their, <laughs> as their push point into the call. Forget the, the lips and the tongue seal the call. The mouth cavity is your channel of your air flowing across your tongue through the call. That throat is your actually, you know, if you want to put it in layman's term, you're actually breaking the call with your throat by the pushing of the air and stopping of the tongue at the roof of your mouth. And when you say, pronounce certain words, you use that tongue to, to when it goes up to your T's or your, you know, to or, you know, not, you know, your tongue is starting and going back up. You're, it's learning to break that air and your air has to come back up. So anyway, I don't want to get too confusing, but we're going to start off with the old man, the older call. Now this exercise, what's really neat about this exercise is I want you to get there and it's teaching you voice flow. It's teaching you the muscle control and your airflow. Now I'm going to add just a tiny bit of voice, but basically this is almost all air. And what I'm doing, you know, kind of a, in my head, the tip of my tongue, air comes up, pushing at the press point, pushing my push point is below my throat. And I'm going to now think of the ooh up or up, but now that's without the call. You hear that now for the exercise, it's going to sound like this. Now I'm not going to break that call. I'm not going to go up because in my head and my voice, I like to use a oop oop. Okay. So again, we're going to the air presentation. I'm kind of with a ooh, ooh, oop, and I kind of like to use a P or a T at the end when I when we start getting into our air presentation and, and ending that note, only because that you know up, at it gives you a very distinct and sharp uh, finishing on the end of that. So here's this air presentation. We're going to bring the call up again. Um, it's going you're going to put the call in your mouth just like you were drinking a bottle of Coke. You're going to sit there and push your air through the call from the push point again at the base of the throat. Going to sound like this on the old man. Now, you're not, we're not finishing that note. What I'm trying to teach you in this exercise is the air control. So I'm pushing that note through here. And the practice of this is you want to get one steady note as you're going. Because you're probably going to sound more like this when you start. I want you to get take in push push that as long as you as long as you can but what you're doing is you're creating muscle memory and you're, you're creating you know you're starting the beginning of the long honk now that's on the old man you hear that tone we're going to go to the middle size call our delta call and you're going to hear a little bit difference in the pitch. We're 
we're going to do it once more. I want you to notice how the beginning of that note is a little bit quicker too. That's because the shorter uh, barrel, you have shorter distance between your mouth and where your air presenting into the call and then into the tone channel. So it's going to be a little bit quicker in the response. This again is the old man. And you hear that little, the air pushing through first. And there's a little pause there of that travel of that air pushing through there. Here again is the shorter call. actually kind of vibrating the uh, the larynx a little bit but I'm getting that air not a lot of voice inflection but you'll hear the air pushing from the push point of the base of the throat not the lips now we're going to go with our little short call the exit again you'll probably hear the quickness of that air starting and exiting that call. Now you're learning and getting the muscle memory and you're starting to get that first beginning of your honk that's gonna change into the cluck. So now that we want you, again, you have to learn to crawl, walk, and then run. So once we got to there, learning this air presentation, we're going to push that air. And as I'm going, and, and once I've mastered that single note being parallel running, when I get ready to finish that note, is I'm actually digging a little deeper at that push point and pushing that air, increasing the pressure at the end and pushing it, whoop, and, and with my hit kind of that P sound, that's when the arch of my tongue is going into the roof behind my front top teeth. So actually, my tongue is actually breaking that note and, and going, but my throat is the driver for the, 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 the air pressure. If you had a gauge on there, your throat is the driver of your air pressure. So again, we're going to start out with the old man. We're going to take that note. We're going to do that long, long draw of the air of that, of that honk carrying it out. But this time, once we've mastered that, we're going to now increase the air from our pressure point, from the push point. We're going to use that to push and get more pressure. And then, oop, oop. And then I want you to, you know, really concentrate with your throat. Oop, 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 oop. And that's going to sound like this. Now you hear that starting out, you're learning, see what, again, that exercise, and again, this isn't something you're going to do in the first five minutes. I want you to take a couple days, two or three days, of really getting the feel of that air push, the push point from your air, and getting that solid note, you know, and learning a little bit of that voice inflection. So that's what the deeper call, um, the good, nice, crystal, deep honk on that call. We're going to take that up to the our middle call, and the delta, and you'll hear that sound.
again, a little sharper, a little higher pitch, but you kind of hear the quickness when that call breaks over. Now to the little exit call. Again, these my hand more the shorter the call. I actually use a little bit more of my the the call holding hand to cup a little bit, getting that hollow goose. But again, like I said, I don't want you to concentrate too much in that. We'll cover that later on in the uh, next podcast. But here we're. This is all about air presentation. Here again, that was the exit. <laughs> A little higher pitch, you hear that uh, uh, still has a good snap at the end. Now you, I'm doing this so you understand why we use different calls, but the different sounds of the different calls using the same type of air presentation. That's why we make different calls. Okay, now we got we've gone through this and we mastered getting the, uh, the the start of the honk, and then now we're starting to get the end of that honk. And once again, you got to master. Remember. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And I would recommend that, you know, after listening to this podcast, record yourself as you're going through these exercises and be your best critic and be your most uh, critical critic. But be honest with yourself and and, uh, emulate and practice as much as you can so you can emulate the sound that I'm doing as you're going back. This is like, again, this is basic meat, uh, meat, goose meat 101, I guess we'd call it. Again, now we're going to go and uh, we're going to, I'm going to show you how to take the honk once I mastered that. And basically all the cluck is, is the shortening of the honk. So I'm going to go through and do a couple of the long honk and show you how to practice and shortening this note up to get to the cluck. Here we go. This is on the old man. Is the long honk shortening up mid honk into the cluck now this is the delta doing the same thing again we're taking that long honk, shortening it up, using the push point to push that air to the end, and then it's just quicker burst. Now that's going to take some exercise and it's going to take some practice, and I'll show you how to work on that. We're going to do the final. This is the uh, short little exit. good sharp you hear the difference in those clucks and uh now once you learn to get that long honk we got the you know turn it into the cluck now i'm going to teach you how to speed up your clucks and what we're going to do and my little exercise on this is you do it as fast as you can without messing up and i like for you to do 10 clucks and when you can do 10 clucks perfect go the next time 10 clucks a little faster and when you can do that perfect without a mistake, then you go, you keep speeding it up. 
And again, on the old man, I'll show you what that would sound like. Once you get going on that, now, I'm, and I did that without a mistake, we're going to speed it up. We did that. We're going to speed up a little more. That's on the old man. Here's on the, the delta. On the exit. That's on the exit. So we went from the old man to the delta to the exit. You can hear the difference. A little bit of the sharpness and the speed. Once we got that cluck going, I'm going to try to teach you the double cluck, which is real simple, and we're going to end with that on this podcast. But with a double cluck, it's we're going to learn to oop, oop, hoop, hoop, but it's hoop, 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 and that's going to sound like this with the old man. Delta. On the exit. That's kind of throwing a little double cluck, you know, the, the cluck with the double cluck behind it. Um, we're going to get, if I want to change the pitches of the two clucks, I'm going to actually raise a little more pressure at the second one and the note, or at the end of the note, raise the pressure. But on the second note, we're going to put a little bit more air and a little bit higher voice inflection to sound like this. which is another version of the double cluck. That's on the old man, on the delta. <laughs> Hear that air. The, the push point is the base of the throat. The exit. Now, the same thing on that, as you get going, you're going to learn to speed that up and do the same exercise as learning the cluck. And we're going to kind of get this right here back with the old man. The Delta. 
exit. There we're working on two different sounds. Oop with a Start getting in that tone, that voice inflection, but the air presentation, again, all being driven from the base of my throat. Uh, and the tongue and lips are definitely, you know, the lips are definitely is doing nothing but sealing the call and ending that note with the arch of your tongue behind your teeth. And actually, the arch is actually hitting the roof of my mouth uh, at behind the top teeth. Again, it's, uh, you know, the air presentation is everything. But we're going to end on this one real quick. We're going to talk about the moan. So I've kind of gone through the honk, the cluck, a double cluck. And now we're going to kind of talk, which is the meat, as you learn, is the moan. Basically, this is an air control thing again. Yeah. Opening that throat. Yeah. 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 I kind of like to say, they use the, uh, uh, if there's a word as a haw, haw, because the eighth sound is, you know, your air presentation is like you're bringing that push point from the throat. So if you were going to fog a mirror, where would you you'd push from the base oh. of your throat? <sighs> So I'm going to do this haul, haul, but my throat is open, but I'm not going to make the mistake that beginners make. A lot of make, when they do their moan, you they always drop their air. They're not sharp with their air at the end. So you're going to get this. So I'm going to push that air. And it's going to sound like this. important learning to do that that taking that moan and then I'm going to start and I'm going to add a cluck to it so this is what you get cluck and moan and this is what's really important because that is, is you're teaching yourself to get goose rhythm and not human rhythm because majority of the people think that um you know the birds get call shy I don't believe they get call shy I think they get people shy so I'm going to take that cluck and I'm going to turn it with a moan and this is what it's going to sound like Again, foot, foot, ha, foot, foot, ha. We're going to do this now, the same with the delta. You're going to do that. We learned to cluck, and we're going to add that moan, and then shorten it, and then cluck, moan, cluck, moan. you guys to practice on that this week we learned to hawk the air presentation we learned to push point you learned to talk about tongue um but once you go through we're going to go practice and get that 
long honk. You shorten it to the clock, get your clock stay. You can do 10 clocks perfect. And then you're gonna start going to that moan. And then when you learn to push that moan, you want that moan at the end. You wanna get that good clear, yaw, not yaw, yaw, it's yaw, yaw. And you get that in there. And then do the little practice of the cluck and moan. Do it slow at first. But once you pick up on it, it's like dancing your feet, you know, with your feet. You start get learning to get the rhythm. That's the same way with the with your throat and listen to it. Listen again to me on the podcast. Record yourself. And again, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And uh, next week, we're going to get to you in the second part of the podcast. We're going to start uh, reaching out. We'll do a little bit more advanced. My goal is to get you guys, you know, learn to crawl and walk and then get you guys running to the goose field. And then you guys can reach out to me. Uh, You can reach out on our website, legendarygearusa.com, or you can reach out to G-O-D-L-Y-N-C-H at gmail.com. You can reach out, or you can reach out to me on Messenger, uh, Facebook. Any questions on calling, anything you want to ask me that you want me to bring up, or, you know, I'm telling you, you guys, my number, you can reach out at 603-558-0359. Call me. We can FaceTime, whatever. My goal is to make you guys better callers in the field this year. Don't hesitate to reach out. You know, it's like, kind of like the goal in my life is to, to try to teach as many as I can. And um, now I guess not everybody knows everything, but we know a little bit about everything, a little about everything, I guess, the best way to put it. But anyway, I'm excited. We'll be back next week. And uh, hunt safe, hunt smart, and uh, always remember the good Lord is your guide. And and if you like us, go to YouTube, subscribe, and uh, have a blessed week, guys. Take care.